Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opaluski. How's it going, John? Hey, Jim. Uh, it's going great, and it's so good to see you this morning and visit together. Yeah, yeah. right on, right on. I, it's funny, this, the, this pod at episode 138 here, uh, as we were talking before we started recording, I, every pastor I know does this, but I've never heard anybody talk about this before. So why don't you introduce the topic for today? Sure. It's called a pastor's Sunday morning prayer. Uh, and this yeah. is the prayer <laughs> that he or she would pray before they get on the platform to teach or preach. Uh, a few weeks ago, Jim, one of our uh, lead pastor clients was telling us how much pressure he put on himself every Sunday morning. Uh, when it came to his preaching. And uh, yeah. this, this is a wonderful gentleman. We love him. And uh, yeah. he said, what, and when I shared with him what, I'm, what we're about to talk about, he says, John, you've got to do a podcast on this, right? You've got to, <laughs> yeah. you've got yeah. to write a blog on this because I think, I think that this will help a lot of pastors. And I agree. And I think a lot of pastors, Jim, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, are driven by perfectionism, uh, especially when it yeah. comes to the pulpit. And, yes. uh, and so we overanalyze, we overcriticize, we can yeah. be less than gracious toward ourselves. Uh, and at times, yeah. and, and, and I'm, I, you know, what is a little embarrassing to admit this, but at times as a younger guy, I would go into an emotional downward spiral after preaching. Yes. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure every one of our listeners or watchers who pastor can remember at least one time. <laughs> You know, they've, yeah. done, they've done the same thing. What What about you? Yeah, I, I mean, there's two ways that I would pray over Sunday morning. One is to remember and, and to pray. And the other one is to be in the middle of my sermon and realize that I probably didn't prepare properly. And then the prayer sounds a lot different. Like, God, if you just get, if you just get me through this, you know, I promise I'll prepare better next time. But I, I think everybody, everybody probably relates to that at some point in your ministry where they're in the middle of a message and they're like, right. wow, I, what happened the last 10 weeks is not happening now because i thought it was me and i'm here but it wasn't it's it's in that that time of of preparation you know preparing your heart preparing your mind preparing your message you know preparing to be used by god and, and what that means so i yeah my my favorite prayer is called the shepherd's prayer you ever heard of it everybody thinks it's no. psalms 23 but no. actually the astronaut alan shepherd and this was his prayer he said lord please don't let us screw this up <laughs> so if, if there's a more humble prayer to pray over your sermon i don't know what it is but just this is this is too important to do this poorly so yeah. that's yeah that's the, the shepherd's prayer well i like that it's it's short and sweet um so yeah. <laughs> I, you know my my history with this jim goes back to uh i don't know i would say this is about 20 years ago maybe a little longer yeah. maybe 25 years ago I was getting ready to speak to a group of students. Now, I, I, you know, I have been a youth pastor, but at this point in my life, I had been out of the vocational aspect of ministry for a while. Um, right. and, uh, and I hadn't spoken to a group of kids in a while. And so we're in the prayer room before the meeting. There's probably about 80 or 90 kids. So it's a fairly good sized youth group. And, yeah. I'm in, and I'm in there and it's like, I'm having a baby or something. I'm just moaning and groaning and saying, oh, God, help me. Oh, God. And, you know, like five minutes of that. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit said, John, stop. 
Yeah. Followed by this. You don't have to be perfect for me to use you tonight. Right on. Beautiful. And I don't know, you've had a moment like that. I'm sure many moments where the yeah. Lord just speaks something crisply to you and it's over. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay. And we went out and we had an amazing, an amazing evening with those, those kids. And, yeah. you know, I, so I told my client that I, that, Hey, I really began to change how I prayed before I got up in front of a, a group of people and, and talked. And yeah. I've been using this prayer gym for 20 years, at least. Right. And so yeah. I want to sh- share it. Please. And then I'd like to unpack it together. How about yeah. that? Yeah, right on. So, so here it is. I'm, I'm just, this. I pray almost the same way every time I get up to speak. Lord, I thank you that I have nothing to prove today. Help me to avoid trying too hard or pressing this morning or this evening, whatever it is, while I'm speaking. Lord, no matter what happens, help me to remember that I'm your adopted son, loved unconditionally. Lord, I thank you that you're going to be on the platform with me today. I'm not up there alone. You're with me. And help me to remember that for the next 30 minutes. (laughs) Um, And then then I finish it off with this. God, I know that today I'm your mouthpiece. And help me to relax. Help me to have fun. And just get out of your way so you can do what only you can do. And Jim, that's that's the prayer I pray. That's um, liberating. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? And then I'd like to unpack it with you. What just what's your like yeah. gut reaction to that? What what I like about it is it is it's glorifying God and it's it's not demeaning you. It's mm-hmm. it's not saying I am worthless. I can't do it right. without you. I, you know, it's that moaning and groaning stuff that you're doing. It's like I I'm called for this. I'm created for this, and this is an opportunity that I. How do I steward this best? And it's just a, it's just to remember. That you're with me, and and so I don't like. I love that part about not trying too hard, or not. I, I've seen people get like they they go to their strength that they feel like they're being weak, and sometimes their strength is like being angry or being loud or being funny or being emotional. And man, if God's not in it, you're an actor. Yeah. You're you're a pretender, and you're not really ministering. So I I love that you're counting on on His strength through your strengths, mm-hmm. not your strengths whether He shows up or not. I and that you're free. You're free to succeed now versus afraid to fail. I, yeah, I think those true. are all great, great moments, you know? Yeah. And it's helped me relax so much. So let's, let's kind of break this yeah. apart real quick. So the first thing I pray is, Lord, I thank you that I have nothing to prove today. Yeah. And, and so Jim, when I step on a platform, believing that, yeah, you know, or if I st- let me put it this way, if I step on the platform believing I do have something to prove, yeah, I, I, you know what, I put way too much stock in how people respond. Yeah, yeah, right? and yep. I think that this, this having to prove something, this I'll show you attitude, really, uh, really reveals insecurity. Yeah, and gives those listening way too much power over my my happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, telling yourself that you have nothing to prove postures your, I think it postures your mind and your heart properly prior to stepping behind the pulpit. What do you think about that first piece of the prayer? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, again, it's, it's, you know, it's humble. It's uh, it's dependent. It's, you know what I mean? And, and it's real. And I, 
I, the studies that I'm reading, man, the last 10 years, there's been a real shift from perfection to sincerity, mm. almost like there's so much acting out there, whether it's in, you know, acting and, and movies and so forth, or it's in the pulpit that, that people, yeah. if they, if they catch a whiff of professionalism, if you will, in, in a bad sense, they catch a whiff of insincerity or manipulation. Yeah. Wow. It's over with that. That trust is broken. And it really doesn't matter what you say because you're now at arm's length. But I think if you start with just being comfortable in your own skin, yeah, it creates an environment where other people can be comfortable in theirs. And we can really talk about some deep issues without having to scream or, you right. know, or whisper or you know, just, just be you, uh, you know, just yeah. be you. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I love your, your thought process on that. Here's the second piece of this prayer. Uh, help me to avoid trying too hard or pressing. Yeah. While I speak, you know, I, Jim, I don't know how you feel about this one, but I think when I try too hard or I press when I'm teaching and preaching it in a way, it's my futile attempt to help God out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's possible really, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I feel like, you know, we know speaking, when you speak in front of an audience, in front of a crowd, you expend a lot of energy, right? Yeah. But I think a lot of extra energy gets expended uh, when we press, yeah. when we try too hard. Um, what, what do you think about that? Yeah. I actually had to confess to my congregation before I could break the habit that if I'm yelling, it's probably because I don't mean what I'm saying as much as I want to mean what I'm saying. Mm. I'm not as confident about what I'm saying. But if I, if I say something that's 70% true, really loud, it sounds like 100%. You know, so I, and yeah. that was the only way to break that habit was to be honest. I just caught myself and most I'm yelling. And the reason I'm yelling is because this is this is theology more than it is theology to me. I, I I think what I'm saying is true, but I'm trying to convince you of its truth by being yeah. dramatic about it. So forgive me for that. But let me just be honest with you. I think I 70 percent. I think what I'm telling you is true. But this is probably the King Jim version of the Bible as much as it might be anything else. And it was funny. That was a demeaning moment where they lost their trust. It was just the opposite. They, they appreciated the, uh, right. I don't know, the honesty, you know? And I, and I wonder sometimes if you're not only trying to convince them about what you're preaching, maybe you're trying to convince you yeah. <laughs> in the moment. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's a really good point, Jim, a really good thought. Um, here's the next part of the prayer. Uh, Lord, no matter what happens uh, today, help me to remember that I'm your son. I'm your adopted son. That's I'm good. loved by you. That's um, good. And, and I, you know, teaching and preaching are, are important. And, yeah. I, and I, I know you work hard at it. I work hard at it, uh, trying to get better at it. Yeah. But you know what? They're not nearly as important as who we belong to. Absolutely. And how he relates to us. Yeah. And that's what, that's what matters. And so when I walk into that pulpit, knowing God, you know what? No matter what goes on today, I, I come out of this, your son, yeah. an heir, fearfully and wonderfully made. You're well pleased with me. Yeah. And, and by the way, there have been sermons that I've preached and talks that I've given that I thought, man, that didn't go very well. And um, often there will be people come up and say, that's the best thing I've ever heard. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking in my mind, yeah. how is that possible? Yeah. Because I know yeah. for a fact, I know for a fact that wasn't my best. You know, I tried my yeah. best, but it wasn't. And yet, you know what? The Holy Spirit can use 
of our flawed work, not our yeah. lazy work. I don't mean being lazy, but I'm saying, you know, you get up there and you're not always going to knock it out of the park. No. It, the Holy Spirit can even use those, you know, C yeah. plus talks yeah. to yeah. do something powerful in somebody's life. Yeah. I even had the encounter where I thought, man, that didn't go well because I didn't get a lot of a lot of head nodding and amen and laughter or whatever that I, as an exhorter, I want feedback. Sure. So when you're preaching to a camera during COVID and there's no, there's no feedback, you, you have to almost imagine it. You get back with people again and, and you, this isn't going well. Sometimes it's not that it's not going well. It's that it's going so well. They're, they're drinking out of a fire hose and they're trying That's to right. digest what you're saying. So even that, if my security comes from the response of the people, I'm, I could be in trouble. I could think I'm succeeding when I'm failing or failing when I'm succeeding. That's right. But if my, if my success is obedience, if fidelity and quality, good and faithful is what God is measuring, then that I, let's focus on those things, quality and fidelity as we minister, trusting that, that uh, he's there with us and he is our great reward in it. And I agree. Mm-hmm. People have come up to me and said, that sermon changed my life. And I say, what part of it? Because I preached it and I have no idea what would have been life-changing. And then sometimes I say, when you talk about blah, 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 it's like, I don't remember even talking about that. <laughs> You know, that must have been God talking through, you know, Kermit the Frog, you know, something, something that, because I, I remember even saying that, but it changed your life. So it, yeah. it's, it's a shocking realization that God can use, that God can speak through a donkey and I'm, I'm far greater than a donkey. And uh, I, I love that though. No matter what happens, I, I get up here, the man that I am, which is yours. Yeah. And, I, and I complete this task, the man that I am, which is yours and nothing is greater there's no greater success than, than relationship with you. And that's right. so as an extension of my relationship, I, I now speak, you know, that's, that's a, that's a beautiful viewpoint or disposition, you know, to, to approach this with. Yeah. Um, the next part of that prayer is thank you, Lord, that you're going to be with me on the platform. Yeah. That, you know, that the, the platform can be a lonely feeling place. You know, oh, buddy. Sometimes. And, yeah. and so just, you know, Jim, <laughs> Visualize. Here's what I do. I actually visualize, and I don't know what God, Father God, looks like in physical form. Like I I have no clue, but I visualize that He's standing right next to me Mm. when I speak. Yeah, and it it just brings this incredible level of of peace to me that Mm. I'm 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 not doing this by myself. He's there. He's using my mouth. He's he's using my thoughts, and he. He's there communicating. Hopefully, it's him communicating yeah. through me. And and you know the no doing it that way for me gives me this sense of holy confidence, Jim. Yeah, it's a good word, holy confidence. Right. I, that's I, that's better than confidence in my gift or my experience or you know in my history. Holy confidence. That's a great phrase. Yeah, like I'm not up here by myself, God. You put me here. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm the instrument for the next 30 minutes that you yeah. want to use. And that allows me, Jim, to to say, I think what needs to be said and not feel insecure, not feel like um like my my gift has to be A plus all the time. For yeah. no, if God is with me on that platform, good things are going to happen. Yeah, God, things are going to happen. God, yeah. God, things are going to happen. There you go. Um, yeah. 
So that, I don't know if you've ever thought about it from that perspective, but man, that really helps me knowing that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up in front of a bunch of pastors by myself. You're with me. I don't need to be intimidated. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You ever see like a great worship leader? They stand on the platform. Okay, Jim, you, uh, Jim, you kind of, uh, 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 froze up on me there. So sorry. Why? That's okay. Yeah. Start it again. Yeah, you ever, you ever seen a great worship leader? They're up there and they're worshiping God, and it's amazing. But they they are on a stage, and there are people watching. And then there's a what are the people I call lead worshipers? They're not worship leaders, but they're lead worshipers. They they stand before an audience of one, you know, mm-hmm. and and they're just they're just being who they are in that moment as a as a lover of Christ, you know. And I, I wonder. You know, like you say, it's a lonely stage, but I, I think in some ways that that's almost the beauty of it is I am, you know, Peter's walking on water and it's not a natural thing. It's a supernatural thing, you know, and, and, and yet I, I think, I think maybe that's what our pulpit time is. For me, I, I had a, a mentor slash tormentor in my life that said, you, you use way too many foolish words. And he made me memorize scriptures about don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. It only was helpful building others up. And, you know, so don't, don't just get up there and kibitz, man. You know, you're, you're an Oracle, you know, used to the yeah. Holy spirit. So I, 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 that's my prayer. Like only, only help me to say words that extend the grace of your kingdom into people's lives, those gifts, yeah. those moments, you know? And, and I, I can't, I can't say I always walk down off of the platform as if that prayer was answered, but if it wasn't answered, it was my fault. You know, it was, I got silly or I was tired or perturbed about something or got off on a political rant or Mm-hmm. you know, some, some soapbox cause, but I, I just, I like that thought that I'm going to, I'm not going to be anything different when I walk down off this platform than I was and I walked up because I belong to God. That's right. And that takes all the pressure off. It's not a beauty right. contest meets a spelling bee meets a, a presidential primary. You know, right. that's not what this is. It's, it's a, it's a sincere interaction of what God, I believe has spoken to my heart for you. Yeah. And here it is. And whether you receive it or reject it, receive me or reject me, stand at the back door and say great message, or I think you're an idiot. It doesn't, it can't fundamentally change who I am because I know right. that that is, I have that identity apart from your permission. <laughs> you know? and, when I'm, and, and, and when I think that posture actually helps people to hear us better. Yeah, I do too. That, that they, there's something about that holy confidence that just allows people to receive what's coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, let me give you one more, Jim, because I know we're yeah. up against time here. Here's yeah. the last part of the prayer. Lord, help me to relax yeah, uh, and have fun and yeah. get out of your way so yeah. you can do what only you can do. You know, when, I, when I'm when i relaxed while speaking, Jim, I have a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think the people who are listening probably have a lot more fun, too, when I'm relaxed. Yeah. Um, and I believe this, that the most impactful speaking moments of my life have happened when I've gotten out of God's way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good picture. And say, yeah. God, go ahead, just do what only you can do. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's the, the gist Jim of the prayer that I pray yeah. every time I get up to speak and it has helped me get off the roller coaster of that was a good message. That wasn't a good message. That was a good message. That wasn't a good yeah, that weekly that weekly roller coaster is is a terrible ride, and I get dizzy yeah. on on rides really quick and get sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so it's really helped me, Jim, to um, 
enjoy this part of uh, the ministry that God's allowed us to have. And, yeah. and I wanted to share that. I wanted to lay it out there for all of our, our listeners. And I want, I want them to be encouraged. You know, if you talk for a living, you know, we would suggest this, that you pray some version of this prayer, or maybe you can come up with your own one. Every time you stand up yeah. or sit down to speak to a group of people. Yeah. yeah I love that. It is what I love about that too, John, is there's a familiarity. There's a routine, but yeah. it's not, it's not a, a recited re, re, remembered prayer. It's a, it's a moment where I'm about to walk up there and speak for you. And I want to center my heart on the yeah. things that I believe will, will cause you to be glorified you know, for me to be satisfied for the church to be edified. You know, th- those yeah. are, those are important moments instead of just getting up and winging it you know, or, or praying these desperate tear stained prayers because you're so scared to get up there or mm-hmm. getting up there and, and, and acting. I, I just, I have a hard time imagining Stephen Covey screaming the seven effective habits. So, you know, the seven <laughs> habits of highly effective people or, you know, it just, it, it just, un, it's unnecessary. I, there, we have, we should hold a confidence that comes out of relationship. And that last prayer is not our only prayer, right? But it's that, it's that last prayer before we go up. And it, I love the centering uh, fruit of that. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. My pleasure. Right on. Well, John, um, you know, I usually say at the end of this, like, how can we get a hold of you to write this prayer? How, but it, that's not it. I, there's a lot more things than we do, but this is, I, I love the simplicity of this because we're talking to every leader that's going to speak every pastor, youth pastor, business owner, you know, just, I, I, this could work for someone who's going on a sales call before I walk in. Yeah. Remind me who I am regardless whether they buy or not, you know? So um, but how, how would we get a hold of you to continue conversations like this one or others? Sure. Yeah. The best way to get a hold of me and, and anybody else on our team is to go right to our website, convergecoach.com and select the contact us link. And that will uh, give you an opportunity to talk to me or one of our teammates for a half hour uh, with no obligation to see if we can be helpful to you. Right on. No calories, no cholesterol, no cost. There's That's very right. few things in this world that have those three things in common, but this is one. So God bless you, our dear watchers and listeners. We hope that, uh, man, we pray for you. We're praying that mm-hmm. God will bless you and prosper you and center you and send you. And uh, if we can serve you in any way, let us know because that's that's what we've been sent to do. And we're praying for you, cheering for you as you continue to lead from alignment.